This is a production of NTEU Chapter 49, representing most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. My name's Larry Lannon. I'm a retiree and a volunteer for Chapter 49, dealing with communications. This is our regular podcast. It's the Chapter 49 podcast, normally weekly, but we will take a week off next week for Thanksgiving. But we do have our chapter president, Duncan Giles. Duncan, always glad to talk to you, sir. Good to be with you this afternoon, Larry. Yeah, we've had a little, I just want to warn people, the connections uh, sometimes are not always perfect when you're, I'm, not, I'm in my office and he's in his downtown Indianapolis office, but uh, I think we can hear each other, uh, even though uh, the connection may not be perfect, I think we, we should get through this okay. So let's move, lots to talk about as always, it seems like we always have plenty to talk about. Let's start off with awards. There's uh, some new information on awards. Please catch us up on them. Yeah, the information is that we do have the awards are starting to come out, the information about them. Uh, What we are seeing as a trend is exactly what we thought it would be because of the fact that the IRS increased it from 1% to 2% this year. The award amounts have just about doubled for folks. Uh, but again, because they knocked down the geographic dividers, uh, an RO, a revenue officer, is competing against all the revenue officers across the country. A CSR at the call site is competing against all CSRs across the country. So it's tougher to get an award to make that 55% um, to hit that. We are seeing some people, especially the higher graded um, folks, actually bump up against the maximum, which is $3,500. So even if it figures out that it should be a little bit more, we're seeing that uh, they can't get more than 3500 And also something that we haven't seen for uh, a few years is that people who are asking for time off are getting the full 40 hours, which is the maximum, plus cash on top of that. For the last several years, it's been, you know, 20 hours or 24, maybe up to 30 with no money. This year, because of the going up to 2% of the pool, it's now up to the 40 hours plus a uh, decent amount of cash. So have all the employees who are going to be receiving awards been notified that they are receiving it and how much? Oh, heck no. Um, what they've been told is, is the information is on HR Connect. And so we've had a lot of people uh, contact me because at first HR Connect was not showing that the amounts were for time off were showing up there. Now they are. Um, So they're being told that they can go out and look for them, but they aren't getting them directly. So do you have any feel yet or do you have enough data to determine how many people in India, based on what you were just telling us about how the, the... the pools have been dramatically changed. How many people in Indiana have been receiving awards regularly year after year and may not be receiving an award this year? Can't really tell for the vast majority of employees. Uh, You have to have the 4.6, the outstanding rating to get it, which is exactly what uh, national office and myself included thought it would be. So we're still not sure. I know national office is taking a look at that and breaking it down to see exactly what the direct impact is going to be. 
But for Indiana, we just don't have those figures. All I have is anecdotal evidence. So you could look it up on HR Connect, but that's the only way you can find out if an award's sitting there waiting, correct? That or contact myself, and I'm able to uh, check it fairly quickly. Okay, check with Duncan Giles. Duncan will be in the office, what, Monday, Tuesday next week, and he'll take some time off for Thanksgiving, correct? Yep, Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm off for uh, use or lose leave. Okay, so uh, the... the Last question on this. For those who will be receiving awards, do we know in which paycheck it will be received? Uh, should be getting it by November 30th. Okay. Moving on, uh, you just mentioned that you've got some use or lose leave you need to take. Uh, what's the deadline to get that scheduled? Don't wait until Friday the 20th is going to be the best deadline. Technically, it's Saturday the 21st. But Friday the 20th is when you want to make sure that your manager has your plan for the rest of the year for your use or lose. And why that's important is, is if there's a government shutdown and you're not able to use all of that use or lose leave, then if you don't have a request in to say, this is how I was going to use it, you won't be able to get it restored if necessary. So uh, we're recording this on November 19th, the day before. So basically, if you hear it today or tomorrow and haven't got that user loose uh, schedule with your manager, get it done. Now, if you miss that deadline, uh, are there any options at that point? You can still take your user loose leave. You can still line it up with your manager to make sure it gets taken. The only downside is, Mm -hmm. uh, is that, again, if there is a government shutdown, and we'll be talking about that, I believe, a little bit later. Then if, if you know, you're not able to use some of that leave, you will not be able to get that restored. You will be paid for the days if it's shut down, but you won't be uh, able to get that leave back. Well, we're also in, involved in not just uh, awards and not just use our lose leave being scheduled. We're in the middle of open season for the Federal Employee Health Insurance Program. Um, We've talked about this before, but just touch again on what people should consider and how NTU can help them uh, in terms of what uh, what, uh, health plan you may want to choose for the coming year. Yeah, this is critically important. It really, really is. I can't emphasize it enough, especially in these times of small to little or no pay raises. The way to save yourself some money and put money in your pocket is to compare these health insurance plans. There's one big one that everybody likes to use, but you know you can find that same coverage for a lot less money. I did this exact thing last year and have saved uh, well over $1,000 and probably closer to $1,500. So do your research, find out you know, your regular doctors if they're in these particular networks, and if they are, take a look at you know what your deductibles are what prescriptions are paid what matters to your certain situation uh you know whether it's going to be self self plus one or family and there are some plans out there that it's cheaper to do family than self plus one which just blows my mind on a basic math level but it's out there yeah my wife uh, went to self plus one uh, just recently my my daughter's turned 26 and uh, there was some savings but it was quite small yeah, it was not as much as you would think it would be in that because um, I came up against that same situation uh, a couple of years ago when my daughter turned 
uh, past that 26-year age. And there's just not that much savings. There is some, but not that much. But every bit helps to try and make sure it's going to be what's best for your family. And uh, the checkbook, the consumer checkbook at um, ntu.org is a wonderful, wonderful tool to take a look and compare apples to apples to see what's going to be the best plan for you and your family. Well, something else that's uh, going on at the moment is we have another uh, important date coming up. That's December 11th. That's when the continuing resolution funding the government ends. As we sit here now, Congress has left for Thanksgiving break. They're going to be back before December 11th. Uh, to look at this, uh, I did see a statement uh, to the media by Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell, who seemed to think that there was going to be a CR passed. Uh, he's been, uh, he and the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the White House are all sort of in, a, in agreement on that. But I don't know, Duncan, we've seen too many times where these uh, situations come up and everybody's confident will be handled. And it doesn't get handled, especially when we have a, a president that seems a bit disengaged right now since he has lost the election, and it certainly would appear that he has. Again, we've talked about this before. No uh, presidential election is, is official until the electors vote, but we have a pretty good idea based on the vote counts as to, as to how it's going to go. So uh, have you been hearing anything uh, from our people at NTU about this continuing resolution situation? No, actually, there's been a lot of radio silence because there just hasn't been much talk in the Congress. And again, we're talking about just over three weeks away, the funding runs out for the government. And we're in the middle of a presidential election dispute. We're rerunning a um, election for senators in Georgia. There's a lot of confusion out there. People are not concentrating on the basic business of Congress at this point, which is to fund the government. And I'm heartened to hear that Senator McConnell has talked about this, but it's been very little has been heard or said about this. And like I said, I'm very afraid that even if the House and the Senate are able to come up with a continuing resolution that would somehow um, go past, I would assume, and again, I, I hate to assume that, but I would assume it would go past Inauguration Day. Will the president sign it? Right now, he seems to be in a mode of not being that interested in governing for lack of a better term, for everything I can read, and I don't care what political party you are, I just that's what I'm reading and, and seeing out there. And I just would hope that, even if that's the case, that if a continuing resolution to fund the government would come across his desk, that he would, uh, that he would sign it so we can continue the operations to serve the American taxpayer. So again, we'll keep an eye on that, even though... Uh we will not have a podcast next week. Of course, Congress is out of session anyway, so there's going to be no news on that. But uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk more about it. We will also be making postings on anything we can see uh, happening at our Facebook 
page. You can always like or follow our Facebook page. Just uh, search for it under NTEU Chapter 49, Indiana. That's NTEU Chapter 49, Indiana. We try to update on a regular basis there. So well, we would give you the most in, up-to-date information we have. Speaking of up-to-date information, NTEU has been uh, uh, in contact with the uh, president-elect's office, the new administration, ready to assume everything is, is, is going to happen this way. We'll have a new president on, at noon on January uh, the 20th. So I, I, when... Uh, our national president, Tony Verdon, was our guest a couple of weeks ago. He did mention this uh, program that NTEU has put together called United for America. And uh, so what do you know about what uh, our national union, our national president, and others are doing uh, working with the incoming administration? I do know that there have been a lot of close contacts uh, between national NTU and the uh Biden transition team, so at least they're able to talk to somebody um, since they've been basically shut out from the federal government talking to them. But I know that our president, Tony Reardon, as you alluded to, he has talked directly with uh, President-elect Biden and the president-elect seems to be very on board with the ideas that are in uh, this paper that NTU has forwarded to the Biden transition team about being more employee-friendly. We've had four years of, frankly, being beat up, of not being, I feel, respected, of our rights trying to be stripped at every turn, and we're looking to get that turned around. This is one of those times where, yeah, the pendulum does swing, depending upon the administration, but this has been a particularly brutal one. Some of the things that have come up from the... um, from the Federal Labor Relations Authority, the FLRA, and the FSIP have not been really rooted in any sort of precedence or statute. They've been making their own law that has no basis in anything that's that you can point to legally or that uh, has happened before. And we're really hoping to get back to something where, you know, we can. There's some basis for decisions, legal basis for decisions to do things the proper way, to make sure that the work gets done the right way, that employees are respected, um, that we just want to make sure that everything goes forward correctly. We're not looking to co-manage. We never have. We never will. We just want to make sure that employees are treated with the respect that they deserve. Yeah, I was um, reading one of the federal employee websites that I monitor regularly, and it appears, although it's not certain, there are some complexities and ambiguities, it would appear that soon after taking office, uh, President, the new President Biden, once he's inaugurated and sworn into office, may have the opportunity to make an appointment to the Federal Labor Relations Authority, which I think is only a three-member body, so that could have a major impact there if it works out that way. Yeah, that's what we're hoping, that there's going to be some opportunities for him to do that, whether it's open whether there are resignations that come, um, whatever that we can get done, elimination of executive orders that are frankly just onerous to federal employees. We want to make sure that, that we can see a way clear that employees are treated the way that they should be and that we're allowed to represent employees as we should be able to.
One thing that uh, we're seeing in the state of Indiana, and I would say the Midwest and other parts of the nation, large spikes in positive COVID cases. Uh, Not only are we seeing this uh, in Indiana, sadly, we are seeing this uh, spike in some of our workplaces. What, What do you know right now about that situation? Yeah, it's, it's really gotten bad, as anybody that follows the news at all can tell. We never really got out of the first wave. Um, and that second wave that we've had, or the continuation of the first wave, has just really rolled right over us. And unfortunately, our offices are no exception, whether it be the service centers out there where they're having tremendous problems, or even in uh, buildings in Indiana. The federal building has had several cases in just the last week of non-IRS employees, which either means they're working for other governmental agencies or they're from the cleaning crew that are contracted to work in the federal building, uh, have had cases of COVID. I'm seeing cases in our posts of duty. I know of uh, three different posts of duty that have had cases in the past week, and in each case, um, our, our folks in FMSS, the folks that take care of our buildings, are being very proactive. They're making sure that the extra cleaning as prescribed by the CDC is being done. But it's sort of like um, putting your fingers in holes in a the dam. There's, there's only so many fingers you have, and the holes keep springing up. So it's, it's so, so, so extremely important. And every study has shown this, that if you socially distance, wash your hands, wear a mask properly, and that includes over your nose, that, you know, you will be able to really knock this down, the percentage of it down. You know, there there are cures out there that they've talked about, excuse me, there are vaccinations out there that could be anywhere from 90 to 95% effective, which is tremendous, but that's not around the corner. Those are going to be several months away for the vast majority of us. So, we're going to need to make sure that we do whatever we can in the meantime. And, you know, I would ask everybody to be mindful with this upcoming Thanksgiving holiday to be, you know, think about how you're going to do that. If you are going to be around people you haven't normally been around, you know, do it outside if possible, depending upon where you are. If not, open a window, make sure that there's some air circulating through there, whatever you can do to minimize the impact of this because you can have COVID and be totally asymptomatic. And as you well know, Larry, you can do all the right things and still catch it. Well, that's what happened to me. I've had my, we've talked about that before. Uh, Last week, I had my bout with COVID. I thought I was doing everything right. Um, And still, you know, I ended up with it and still to this day do not know how I could have possibly contracted it. So take all the care you can. One more question on this. Do you have a feel? I know you, you're in the Minton Capehart building most every workday where you're working, but do you, based on your communications with the other offices around Indiana, are there many people even coming into the office? Just tell us what you know about people who are and are not even coming into the office to work. The vast majority, I'm happy to say, are not coming in the office. You do have some coming in on a rotating basis, depending upon the business unit, to take care of things like mail. The mail piles up. 
it still has to be taken care of. So there are people coming in and doing that, you know, for as short a time period as they can. Uh, but most managers are very mindful of this and are saying, get in and out of the building when it's your turn as soon as you can. And I've sat in a couple of managers' uh, expectations meeting this past week, and I've been happy to hear managers emphasizing exactly that. Don't come into the office unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, and that, that sort of ties into something else I have seen lately. The last couple of days, I have seen uh, – uh, just looking at uh, the various news sources I look at just about every day to try to update our our Facebook page. And it seems that there are federal, you know, just to give you some history here for those who haven't been at IRS this long, it, way back in the 1990s, that's when IRS and NTEU agreed to what we then called a FlexiPlace program, which is now called Telework. It's basically working out of a location other than your office. It could be your home. It might be another alternate location. But it was all going to be uh, done through technology. So IRS has been doing this for a long time. Uh, it's now with the uh, pandemic uh, space, it's, it's spread out to other places such as toll-free, uh, which is another story, but the fact that it's out there for toll-free is something. Now there's a measurement as to how well or how not well that's, that's working. The reason I mention all that is that I'm seeing an awful lot of federal agencies that either had no telework program or were just dipping their toes into telework. Now that they've had to go to telework because of the pandemic, they're saying, oh, this seems to be working out well. Um, how do you see this moving? What's, you know, there's going to be a time when the pandemic will slowly go away. We're going to have treatments for it. It's going to be months away. We have to get through the next several months, maybe a good part of next year, before most of us have access to any kind of uh, vaccination, if it does turn out to be safe. It's a long speech. I'm sorry to take so much time, but my, I'm setting up this question for you. Um, how do you think with all this that we've seen with the IRS, with other agencies, all of a sudden saying, hey, this, this telework thing works out better than I thought. How does that bode for all of us in our workplaces of the future? I truly do think that there will be more telework uh, in the future once the pandemic passes. I don't think it'll be to the degree where it is now, where it's like, don't come into the office at all. But I think the restriction on twice a pay period could very well be lifted if it's not necessary because the entire reason for that has been locality pay and i think that's been now proven during this pandemic that that's not really a big issue uh for people i think for some of them like uh for call site csrs that have traditionally been told oh no we can't telework because it's not effective aside from bandwidth issues equipment issues it has been proven to be pretty effective. So I think that there's going to be a real push for this um, from everyone from a standpoint. Now that's also going to lead to possibility of much more hoteling slash desk sharing in the future if we do go to more of this and that would ultimately down the road save some uh, rent on space. But I think the options are going to be there for uh, more consistent and more employees able to telework in the future, even after the pandemic. I want to bring one last thing up, because you recently received an email that you shared with me 
from uh, one of our revenue agents in Indiana, and they were these employees received information from their managers. Some of them have. I don't know if they all have. There's something called day after reviews, at least for revenue agents. Uh, tell us what that's all about, and what you know about it, and what employees should need to know about this. Yeah, what's happening is is because of the fact that there really aren't any uh, OJVs because people aren't going out to taxpayers, so there's no on-the-job visits, that now management has decided to do more uh, or what's called day-after or morning-after reviews, which means, okay, you've said that you've worked on, you know, these cases on a Thursday, so they're going to go in on a Friday and take a look at them, which is a huge pain in the ass, excuse the expression, uh, because that means that you've got to have all of your paperwork up to date in in the system for that particular case that you worked on. Whereas, you know, you may have before said, okay, I can wait a day or two to do this. Now they're going to be looking at it to have an immediate effect. This is one of the impacts right now of this expanded telework that we're seeing. Because they're not able to do these OJVs, because they're not able to do different things, you know, I just saw something this afternoon across the country uh, where there are some managers that are strongly encouraging folks to use the video portion when they're having Zoom meetings. That is not required. Management can strongly encourage it, but they can't make you use the camera portion. They can say, okay, I want you at the meeting. Management can direct the work, but they can't sit there and say, that they, um, you know, you have to use the camera feature. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, there's going to be a national grievance meeting tomorrow on the unilateral implementation of Zoom because they went to it without any guidance whatsoever. So it's, it's going to be, you know, these are all things that are coming up because of the pandemic. So we just have to figure out what's going on, what they can do, what they can't do, and then um, you know go forward from there. But yeah, it's it's all learning experience right now, and we're just trying to figure out the best way to move forward for employees as well as management to get the job done. And I I, I would suspect that if any employees have a question about how to deal with this day after review situation uh, contact uh, your local steward or contact duncan giles fair to say absolutely all right duncan uh, you've already touched on this uh, i want to wish you your family everybody a really really nice thanksgiving holiday i know a lot of people listening will be taking some time off many with user loser others just uh, have scheduled time off you know around uh, the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I know. Well, I just remember Duncan the days when I was brand new and toll free. Man, I was lowest on the seniority totem pole. I worked a whole lot of days after Thanksgiving. But uh, so somebody. I remember. I remember working those days yeah. myself. So yep, I totally Bef- get that. Day before and after, uh, when everyone else is off, you need to be there. So uh, anyway, I, I just want to let everybody know that uh, there are still people working. And if you're off, enjoy your time with your family. As Duncan mentioned earlier, take into strong consideration all the guidance we're getting from the health, public health professionals. You know, I'm in a very large family, and uh, we are not going to have our traditional Thanksgiving. There'll just be a few people 
uh, that I'll be seeing at Thanksgiving. We've cut that down dramatically. Uh, so I think others need to consider that, even even though there may be traditions in your family. This is a year we need to adjust uh, because COVID's on fire in, in Indiana and other places, and we just have to be cognizant of that. And particularly for traveling, or people are traveling in here, you need to consider uh, all those public health uh, pieces of guidance. So with that in mind, Duncan, is there anything you'd like to say as we part company for this week? I just uh, want to echo what you said and just hope everybody has a great and safe Thanksgiving holiday. If you've got some time off, enjoy it, relax, you've earned it. I am just so proud of the IRS employees in the, in the state of Indiana and to be honest, across the country with the job that we've done this year and everybody that, that can possibly take some time off to refl- reflect and relax on that, they should because it's it's just an awesome workforce and they've done a wonderful job and deserve time off to to kick back yeah sometimes you you just have to sit back and smile and think how in the world did we get this done but somehow we get the work done under very difficult circumstances you just talked about the fact that revenue off revenue agents can't go out well officers too but they can't go out in the field as they have been accustomed to doing so uh they just they need to be able to, to work around that, and it's not always easy, but it's being done. You know, I do wonder if, I don't know, Duncan, if uh, working from home, if, if I had, if there was some requirement, and there isn't now, you mentioned that, but a requirement to, to put me on video. Some people, they don't exactly shower when they start working in the morning uh, if they're on uh, telework, so maybe you don't even want that camera on. <laughs> I've told management for many a year that, you know, you do not really want to see people while they're teleworking because of what they're wearing or what they're not wearing. So it's it's something that, you know, you don't want that roll of the dice. Yeah, and I remember when Flexi Place was new, I was I was involved in the rollout of that in the 90s in my involvement as a, as a chapter official. And I just remember that one provision in the contract, the original contract, where management had the right to go out and inspect the workplace at your home. And you know something? I never found one case where ever man, any manager ever bothered. I think they just wanted the right of, in case they wanted to use it. But to my knowledge, nobody ever went out to anybody's home. They really didn't want to. But, uh, uh, you know, th- these things all have to work themselves out over time, just like the grievance you talked about. I think some of the details of zoom will be worked out uh, but it may take some time to get that done yeah and that provision the 24-hour notice to go out and visit a telework site is still in the contract and it's been used extremely rarely i can only think of two instances two or three instances in the last 20 years in the state of indiana where it's been done yeah, I mean, it's there if the management wants to use it. They normally really don't have an interest in going out. They'd have to have a pretty compelling reason to come out and do that. And as you said, it's been like you can count on your hand the number of times it's happened in Indiana, and it hasn't happened much nationally either. Well, Duncan, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Good holiday uh, season as we move into that. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. You've been listening to Duncan Giles, Chapter President for NTEU Chapter 49. We represent most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. My name's Larry Lannon, a volunteer and retiree here at Chapter 49. Once again, we wish you well and we ask you to be kind and be safe.